Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda LaCoax, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. Welcome to Choose Health. Today we're going to talk about something called emotional biochemistry. And this is going to be way more simple than you think. Emotions share some very real biochemical links with your nervous, endocrine, immune system, and digestive systems. They can cause cascading effects all over our bodies. We are going to delve a bit into that science and help you unravel some of the mysteries behind the mind-body connection. Typically, I write my own podcasts, but for today, I'm going to be reading a lot from an article by Pilar Girismo. She is a nationally recognized health and living expert, author of A Manifesto for Thriving in a Mixed-Up World, and the creative force behind 101 Revolutionary Ways to Be Healthy. In short, I've tried writing this in my own words, and it came out sounding so much like her article, so I'm just going to roll with it. Let's go over a few things to lay the groundwork for what we're going to cover in the next little bit. Psycho means mind. Soma means body. The term psychosomatic, which we have been taught to associate with imaginary illness, in fact refers simply to the psychological connection between the mind and the body. Science is now showing us with increasing clarity that our feelings and thoughts can help make us sick or well in quite a variety of ways that are definitely not all in your head. It should also be noted that in traditional Chinese medicine, this is something that has been known for literally thousands of years. Right now, modern medicine is playing catch-up. For years, we've been hearing that stress is bad for us. But beyond that vague idea that near-constant surges of cortisol and adrenaline can throw our bodies off balance, maybe make us feel depressed, sometimes a few of us have a very clear sense of why that is, but think about it. When was the last time your doctor asked you about your emotional state, stress level, family dynamic, relationship with your parents, your work environment, or mental well-being in relation to a medical issue? Back in the 1980s, a group of research scientists began radically changing the scientific community's ideas of the way the human body works. They identified means by which emotions cause the body-wide release and take-up of all sorts of information-carrying molecules, often in areas with no electrical neurons. These chemicals, known as ligands, which are a substance that form a bond with a target molecule and serve a biological purpose, they perform a vast range of functions. They travel through our body and hook up with specific, highly selective receptors located on cells throughout the body. Once attached, they impart molecular messages that can dramatically impact our physiological functioning at the cellular and systemic levels. The science behind all this is fascinating, and the conclusions are staggering. It turns out that biochemical reactions to mental and emotional stimuli, or your everyday thoughts and feelings, occur not just in the brain, but also often simultaneously in virtually every system of your body. We also now know that the brain, nerves, immune, endocrine, and digestive systems, typically totally distinct areas of medical specialty, are in fact capable of releasing and receiving many of the same peptides and ligands. Thus, all these systems are inextricably linked in a sort of secondary chemical-based nervous system, one that is intimately connected but not exclusively controlled by the electrically-based central nervous system with which most people are more familiar. Such understandings are radically changing perceptions of just how intimately connected our body systems are. How should they be medically treated and how responsive they can be to mental and emotional stimuli? These new insights are also shedding light on how certain complex conditions, such as chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, lupus, can affect so many areas of our body at once. One thing is certain, the mind-body connection is real 
powerful, and if you care about safeguarding and maximizing your health, it's definitely worth knowing more about. If you even remotely grasp the roles played by peptides, cell receptors, and synapses in creating your biochemical profile, and you understand generally how emotion both catalyzes and is catalyzed by them, then you're part of a small but growing group of people on the front end of one of the most interesting stories to hit the health and wellness circle this century. Let's say you have an emotionally charged experience or memory. That experience activates the brain's limbic system, where it gets filtered and associated with other information and catalyzes a chain reaction release of ligands. In cases of bodily sensation or touch, the body's neural circuits can also be directly activated, with a peptide reaction proceeding from the body's surface to the spine and traveling to the brain and becoming part of conscious awareness. So now we know that our physical or emotional experiences release peptides, but once these peptides have been released, what do they do? They start swimming. If you were to watch this process under an electron microscope, you would be able to see individual peptides heading directly for their target receptors, much like sperm cells wiggling toward an egg, but much faster. Unlike sperm, though, which are intent on a single egg, peptides fan out towards hundreds or thousands of cell receptors. While explanations of the way ligands and receptors unite typically employ the image of a key fitting into a lock, a more dynamic description of this process might be two voices, a ligand and receptor, striking the same note and producing a vibration that rings a doorbell to open the doorway to the cell. What happens next is quite amazing. The receptor, having received a message, transmits it from the surface of the cell deep into the cell's interior, where this message can change the state of the cell dramatically. A chain reaction of biochemical events is initiated as tiny machines roar into action and directed by the message of the ligand begin any number of activities, manufacturing new proteins, making decisions about cell division, opening or closing ion channels, adding or subtracting energetic chemical groups such as phosphates, and that's just to name a few. In short, the life of the cell, what it is up to at any moment, is determined by which receptors are on its surface and whether those receptors are occupied by ligands or not. On a more global scale, these minute physiological phenomena at the cellular level can translate to large changes in behavior, physical activity, and even mood. This is serious business. How much of a particular peptide you have in your system and whether or not it's filling the receptors on various cells can impact everything, from how efficiently your metabolism runs, how you digest your lunch, whether or not you're vulnerable to a cold or a virus. The kicker, of course, is this. How much of a particular peptide you have available and active in your body is directly impacted by, among other things, your emotional experiences. It's easy to observe some of the more dramatic physiological phenomena associated with emotion. Blushing with embarrassment, for example, freezing, trembling, or goosebumps with fear, butterflies in the stomach, or heart racing as a reaction to nervousness or excitement. Scientists can now identify quite precisely how, within the brain-body system, these reactions occur, but their answers only serve to raise more important questions. What biochemical reactions might our bodies sustain if we are in a constant state of low-level fear and anxiety? Or if we're harboring a great deal of unresolved anger? Conversely, what biological impacts might our bodies experience when our minds and emotions are relaxed and occupied with pleasant, contented, generous feelings? It makes sense that your body would have inverse biochemical reactions to these two different states. And in fact, it does. In September of 2003, an issue of Scientific American came out with an article called Taming Stress. Neuroendocrinologist Robert Saplosky, who's a Ph.D., writes at length about the vicious biochemical cycles of stress. 
He explains an actual or perceived threat activates specific areas of the brain, including the amygdala, a structure associated with both fear and aggression. The amygdala then releases a neurotransmitter, which stimulates the sympathetic nervous system via the spinal cord, prompting the adrenal glands to release epinephrine and glucocorticides, two hormones that act on the heart and lungs and muscles to prepare them for fight or flight. These same hormones effectively suppress or shut down non-essential functions, such as digestion and growth. If stress becomes chronic, the constant supply of glutocorticoids eventually induces another part of the brain to get involved. It releases norepinephrine that signals the amygdala to produce more CRH, thus reactivating the stress pathways all over again. Unfortunately, the amygdala can be activated by mere sight or memory of something frightening, or even an abstract thought. It can also be triggered subliminally by sensory information that we don't even register as scary. In other words, we can be put into a physiological state of fear without intellectually being aware of it. And on any given stressful day at work, commuting, rushing around, doing errands, or dealing with unpaid bills, chances are good that it happens a lot. So what's a person to do? First off, get plenty of rest and make sure that self-care is a priority for you. This time of year, we deal with a lot of stresses that we don't normally deal with. You have relatives that are coming in, family you don't deal with on a regular basis, getting ready for events, buying presents for people, dealing with all the craziness at work. This is not normal for you. Make sure that you take time for self-care. Take time to go to a yoga class, meditate for a little bit. After you have a meal, have a nightcap, sit with a glass of wine, relax, journal, have a cup of coffee by a fireplace, sit alone and just be. Make sure that you have the ability to relax your brain, relax your body, and take a deep breath and just be you. Above all, recognize that the biochemical states associated with frames of mind can be different. Trying to digest, heal, bond, sleep, or be creative while you're totally stressed out makes absolutely no sense. So make sure that you take time to relax. This has been Choose Health with Linda LaCoques. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.